Good morning. How is everyone today? Amen. That's right. We are blessed. Amen. We're blessed by an almighty God. Amen. Uh, while I'm talking, open up your Bibles to Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23 in the Old Testament and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 in the New Testament. Proverbs 23 in the Old, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 in the New for our text. I'm so glad to see each and every one of you. Uh, I'm glad that uh, you're back from vacation and, and, and different things. We've got others that are going on vacation. We've got others that are, that are not feeling well. Be sure and be praying for them. And uh, There's a lot of things happening, but I, I want you to know how important you are to the, the family of God, to the plan of God, the will of God, and, and just uh, know your place and just, uh, just rest in the reality of who you are. Amen. I want you to be excited about some things. You know, Sunday night, the, the Holy Spirit at the end of the altar service uh, brought us a prophetic word and a prophetic prayer to pray uh, about relationships. You know, and as, a, and as a church body, we yielded to the Spirit of God and we prayed that prayer about uh, binding uh, the, the work of the devil off of division in family relationships and uh, friend relationships and so forth, and and as we uh, obeyed the Lord and we uh, just uh, trusted the Holy Ghost to send angels and to, to minister to those that uh, we love, uh, God honored that because He anything that comes from heaven goes back to heaven. Amen. Well, uh, I got a phone call from a person I hadn't talked to in almost seven years, and. Uh, uh, I'd had, I, and I had a conversation with them. Now, there's been a, a word spoken since in between that time, but, but not a conversation. And I actually had a conversation. And so I want you to know that, that God's on the move. He's doing some things. And all we have to do is obey the Spirit of the living God and let Him be God, amen, and trust Him. And uh, so I, don't, don't be discouraged. There's a lot of negative things that are happening, but... You serve a God that can take and because you love the Lord and you're called according to His purpose and because you're, you're praying out in the Spirit, the will of God, He can turn those things for our good. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Um, let's pray for, for those who... There's, there's people who are watching online this morning and uh, they would like to be here and for different reasons or not. So let's pray for them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for those who cannot be actually physically in the service, but spiritually they are here. Lord, we know that you're working and raising up uh, open doors into people's lives. You're, you're ministering through different ways and different means in these last days. And so we pray for everyone under the sound of our voice who's going to either hear this uh, online now or in the near future. And we pray, Lord, that you would touch them and draw them, give them peace of mind, give them strength, give them encouragement like never before. Uh, we thank you that you're the God that is more than enough. Father, we yield to you this morning. We trust you, and we ask that you just take us to a place in you that we've never been before. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen and amen. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 23, uh, look at verse 23. Now, what's on my heart this morning, you and I today, we are being overwhelmed uh, left and right by all sorts of deception. The, the devil is working overtime to to just bring a smoke cloud over everybody's heart, over everybody's eyes. He wants to discourage 
and he wants to take people uh, in a place of where they're just swallowed up in hopelessness. And so uh, the, the thought that come to my heart in prayer was diving into deception. It seems like that there's a whole generation of, uh, of even quote-unquote church people who are diving into deception. And, and, and the, the Spirit of God said, should a Christian be deceived? Should a Christian be deceived? And of course the answer is no. And so we've got to figure out why certain things is happening. And so that's what we're going to look at in the Word of God this morning. Uh, because the Apostle Paul wrote, he said, he said, in the latter days the Holy Ghost speaks expressly. Uh, what is it? First Timothy 4 and 1. That in the latter days, uh, the Holy Spirit wanted us to see plainly and clearly that there would be some that would depart from the faith. What would cause them to depart from the faith? They would give heed to seducing spirits. Doctrines of devils. And, and so, uh, in the last days, uh, Paul said that there would be a great falling away. Well, you've got to be in faith to fall away from faith. And so it's up to you and I to make sure that we're holding on to what God's uh, not only done in our lives, but what God wants to do through our lives. Amen? All right, Proverbs 23, 23. Look what uh, uh, the, 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 this, this proverb says. It says, by the truth, by the truth, erect it, create it, procure it, by whatever it takes to purchase it, by the truth, and sell it not. And look what happens when you buy the truth. Also, wisdom and instruction, that's correction, and understanding, that's discernment. When you and I, when we buy the truth, uh, then we, we get these other things in our lives. And so we need to see that and we need to hold on to it. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, verse number 1 says, Now we beseech you, brethren... By the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit, underline your mind's eye, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doeth already work, only he who now letteth will let, until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord... Uh, shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose working is after the, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not, notice this, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. What do you love this morning? What do I love? And for this cause God shall send shall allow strong delusion come upon them that they might believe, that they should believe a lie, that they, might, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Father, once again, we come boldly to the throne of grace to you right now. We ask that you just touch our minds. Lord, we know that you have gave unto every believer the measure of faith. 
And we ask right now that you help us to renew our soul, our mind-willing emotions to the truth of the Word of God, that we can come into your perfect will this morning. Lord, help us to be that light in darkness. Help us to be that salt, Lord, that can change situations and circumstances. Help us stand stronger in you than we've ever stood before, Father. Give us your mind, like your Word says. Let this mind be in Christ. I mean, that was in Christ, let it be in us. We have that possibility, that mind. Let it be, Father. We ask these things in the name of Jesus, and we all say, Amen Amen and Amen. Thank you so much for being here again. Thank you for honoring the Word. Uh, I wrote these three things down. I want you to make a note of it and remember it. We're going to try to bring home with us this morning sources of deception, source of direction, and source of confliction. Because you and I, we're going to uh, have an opportunity to be deceived, but we're going to have an opportunity to be directed. But when you are directed by the Lord, you're going to be in a conflict. Uh, because the devil's going to do everything he can to try to keep the church from being what God is designated to be. Amen? But the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church of the Most High God. That's who you are. You're a child of God. Amen? And so... Uh, I, I want us to be encouraged this morning. Brother JP, I watched you walk up here this morning. You walked steady and strong, and you didn't have a cane. And I just made me want to jump in my spirit just a little bit. Amen? I don't know what God's doing in your life, but He's working. Amen? He's on the throne. Come on now. Hallelujah. That's glorious. That's our God. Jesus hadn't changed. He's the healer. Amen? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Glory. So I just rejoice with you. Amen, brother? Uh, praise God. Now, this morning, you and I, I want us to be in the place and the position that we recognize that there's darkness. There is a move of, of all sorts of deception by the spirit of the, the enemy to hurt people, to harm them. And you and I have got to recognize and realize that all through the Word of God, we see where the devil tried to curse God's people, uh, and, and he couldn't do it. Now, the only way that he could operate in their life was through deception. He could get them to curse themselves. And, and so, you and I, we have, uh, Galatians 3.13, we have been redeemed from the curse. We, we uh, because of what Jesus Christ has done. And so, we've got to stand in that truth. And, and, and we've got to hold on to it. And so, the here in Proverbs, he said, I want you to buy the truth. I want you to procure it by any means possible. But he said, then know and recognize and realize after you get the truth, uh, that you're going to have to stand by it. You're going to have to stand for it because there's going to be an enemy that's going to try to come against you and I that would cause us to sell out the truth that we've been revealed in. I, I know that some of the great truths that the Holy Ghost brings to us as we worship the Lord and we're in that place where the Spirit of God is moving in our lives, they're so real and so powerful. But then when we start walking in this world... The devil comes against us and he tries to say, just like he did to, to Eve and Adam in the garden, hath God said. Hath God said. He wants to create a doubt in your life, in my life. He wants us to, 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 to sell out and to believe something else. And so, uh, if he gave us this command, we need to be very cautious about it. We need to apply it. And, and we need to know that, that with that truth comes everything in your life and my life. Because the Bible tells us, out of the mouth of Jesus... John 14, 6, Jesus is that truth, right? And so with Him comes everything that we need. He, he, he said that we would have wisdom. 
Well, you and I, we need to walk in wisdom. The, the Apostle Paul said in the last days, he, in his epistles to the churches, he said, walk in wisdom. And, and, and so if he gave us that command, then we have that opportunity. We need to redeem the time. We need to be wiser than the serpent. We need to be in the place and the position where we recognize what the enemy's wanting to do. And so this morning, I just admonish you uh, to, to recognize that the Holy Ghost can show you deception uh, like you've never seen before. Because the, 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 the world, they're easy for the devil to get a host of. They're gullible. They, they just sit there with like a little bird in a nest with their mouth open. And let them drop in whatever they want to. But you and I, we're not to do that. We're to discern good from evil. We're to serve right from wrong, light from darkness, and all of these things. And so he said that he would give us wisdom. He would give us instruction. That From the Hebrew, it means correction. I don't know about you, but I love the chastisement of the Lord. Because the Bible says when God chastises me, when he corrects me, he does it because I'm his child. And he loves me. That's showing how much He loves me. And so I, I want to buy into that truth. I want to recognize and realize that I have not attained everything that God has for me. But guess what? It's available to me. And I'm coming to it, aren't you? I, I'm coming to it. And He said with that, He would give us understanding. If we ever needed understanding in these last days, we need it. So uh, the Apostle Paul there, as he talked to the church... In, in Second Thess, uh, Thessalonians, he gave them such a powerful instruction. He, he said that the, the devil was going to do what he could do before the coming of the Lord to try to cause a whole church age to fall away. Well, have you ever seen uh, such a mess? We're, we're putting people in positions that are supposed to represent God who are not representing the God that you and I know. They're representing the God of this world. We're, 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 there's whole church denominations that doesn't let the pastor be the pastor. They're, they send the message in down from the general council, from the office uh, that's above him. They tell him or her what they can preach, what they can't preach. And, and they want uniformity across the whole uh, denomination. Well, I don't know about you, but I love all of this word, but there's sometimes that I need a certain word, and that certain word is what's going to make the difference in my life. Amen? And so the Holy Ghost knows what I need when I need, and I'm going to let Him bring the Word into my life in His timely manner. Amen? Aren't you? And so the church needs to stand up. We need to say, listen, God's God, not man. Not some board somewhere is ruling and reigning, but Jesus Christ, He's the one that gave His life for the church, and we need to follow Him. We need to trust Him. And, and, and that, this is how deception starts working, is when man starts thinking that they can organize their own religion and, and, and get some things done. Listen, that Nimrod spirit in, in Genesis chapter 11 is coming back powerfully. People are building the Tower of Babel. They're building their own way out of here. Guess what? It didn't work then. It's not going to work now. There's only one way out, and His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. This Word reveals Him. We've got to hold on to Him. Now go with me to, let, let's look at some things. Go with me to Matthew 24 and let's see what Jesus said. We're talking about sources uh, of, of you and I being deceived, of deception. Jesus says here in Matthew 24, uh, verse number 3, 
And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, Olives, the disciples came unto him, unto Jesus, privately. So this was something that was just for those who wanted to be alone with Jesus and wanted to know uh, the, the, the true things of the Lord. Saying, tell us, when shall these things be about the end of time? Uh, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Now look what Jesus says in verse number 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed. In other words, this word means you've got to see with your spiritual eyes. And you've got to let your spiritual eyes change the way that your natural mind, the way your natural emotions see things. See, you and I, if we're not careful, the devil will manipulate us through experiences, through feelings, through uh, expectancies. And if we don't, because we have experienced certain things and we have certain feelings out of our past experiences, we start expecting things to to be that way. And it puts a limitation on what God can do. And so we've got to be in the place that, that I can deceive myself. He said, take heed, see that no man, so mankind... Uh, if we're not careful, can deceive us. Starting with myself. I can deceive myself. So out of the mouth of Jesus, the very first thing he says, he said, take heed that no man deceive you. This word deceive, planeo, it means to cause you to roam from safety, from truth, from virtue. What's virtue? Power. God, God used Paul and told him to tell Timothy that in the last days there would be a group of people that had a form of godliness... But they would deny the power thereof. See, the, the, the virtue is, comes from Jesus. Remember, Jesus was walking and, and the, 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 the lady with the issue of blood, she touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus said, I feel power. I feel virtue that went out of me. See, Jesus, he's the only power, the only virtue that is. And so we've got to be in that place where we recognize that Jesus gives us this warning. He said, people are going to try to deceive you. How? Verse 5. For just a few, one or two. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive how many? Many. So you and I, we can't follow the crowd. There's a whole crowd. Jesus said, he, he gave us that warning. He said that narrow, narrow was the way. He said broad was the way that leads to destruction. Matthew chapter 7. He said, but narrow is the way that is the way to life. And he said, few be there that find it. You and I, we can't follow the crowd. Don't look to the crowd. Look to Jesus. Look to the cross. Look to Him inside of your life. Look to the promise that He has given to you and I His own Spirit. To lead us and to guide us into all truth. So, first of all, there's a source of deception. And that source of deception is those around me. Right now, people are looking and they say, Well, this church does that. This Christian does that. This pastor preaches this. Or or, or this prophet prophesies that. Uh, it's got to bear witness in your spirit by the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter what somebody else is doing. You and I are going to stand before, uh, I pray uh, in the name of Jesus, by His grace, stand before that that very Bema. And we're going to have to give account uh, of what we've done and what we said. Amen? And, And so it doesn't matter about anybody else. What matters is, what have I done with what God's gave me? How have I walked? Because you and I, we are called to be salt. We're called to be light. We're called to be influencers. And, and so 
We, we need to be in the place where we influence other people uh, to come to the goodness of God, but we don't follow just a, 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 something that looks religious, something that looks good. Amen? Now, go with me to 1 John. You know these verses very well, but let's, let's read them in context of what we're talking about. In 1 John chapter 4, we can also be deceived not just by man, but we can be deceived by spirits that are working in and through man, that are working in and through situations uh, that would hinder and hurt what God would want to do in our life. 1 John chapter 4, verse number 1. Hey, I, I love the tenderness of, of John the Beloved. You know, think about the power of the Holy Ghost in John's life. At one time in Luke chapter 9, John was talking about calling far down from heaven because people wasn't doing what he thought they should do. But then all of a sudden, uh, after he gets with Jesus in a way uh, that makes him the apostle of love, everything he talks about is love. And, and, and truth and, and compassion. So look what he says. He said, beloved. That's who you and I. The Bible says, Paul said that you and I were accepted into God's family by the beloved. By Jesus. Isn't that something? So that's why we're beloved. Beloved, believe not every spirit. You realize that there, there's, there's, there's things that's happening in the church world. Uh, there's things that's happening in the world that's being accredited to, that's being uh, sourced out from Jesus Christ that Jesus has nothing to do with. Not one thing. It, it, it's a spirit that's drawing people's attention to a person. That's drawing uh, attention away from Jesus. How do we know that if something's of Jesus or not? It's going to draw and point to Jesus Christ. It's going to lift him up. And so when you see man or you see a, an organization or you see a, a, a certain actions, uh, then you and I can look at it and we say, okay, I understand what's happening here. Uh, it, 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 see, the, the devil, is he loves to be a deceiver. He, he's the great deceptor. He's the love, he loves to play church. But you and I, we see the source here. We see that we can be deceived by mankind, but we can be deceived by spirits. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but he said, try. Try the spirits. This word try is from a Greek word that means that you test it, and then you either approve it or you disapprove it. In other words, uh, since we have this command then we have this understanding that we can fulfill this command. That means you, you don't have to be deceived by any spirit. It can look so uh, godly. It can look so uh, uh, truthful or correct. But you have the ability inside of you because of the true spirit of the living God to be able to look and discern. That's not God. That's not God. It may have, it may have fruit that is... Uh, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, very deceptive, but it's not the fruit of the tree of life, amen? You're able to discern that. So you can test it. You can say, no, I'm not going to receive that. I'm going to cast it down in the name of Jesus. He said, I want you to know that you can try the spirits whether they are of God. This word of, it means the origin. Origin. In other words, you're able to tell what's from God and what's not. And, and, and so the, the, the church is in a place right now where they think that they've been convinced uh, to a large part that they've got to go somewhere for a word or they've got to depend upon somebody. No, we have Jesus by His Spirit in us. 
Thank God that we have brothers and sisters and we have people that will that we can go to and that can, can confirm something. But you and I, in the ministry of the New Testament church, we don't go to a prophet to give us a new word. We go to somebody that has a prophetic word that will confirm in our life what the Holy Spirit is already revealing to us. And if it doesn't make that confirmation, then we need to step back. We need to do what the Bible says and try it. Try it. Make sure. Uh, because whether, you, you, you know, I could miss it. You, anybody can miss it, can make a mistake. And, and, and so we've got to make sure that we're in the place and a position where we're not being deceived by anything. He said, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. This, this is how you know it. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist instead of Jesus, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now is already in the world. Now notice what he says. Verse 4, ye are of God, origin from, prodigy. Come on, if you're blood-bought, blood-washed, you're of God. He's your Father. He loves you so much, He called you out of sin. He called me out of sin, and He washed us in the blood of His own Son, Jesus, to what? He wants you and I to walk in Him, by Him. He wants to show you off. He wants to utilize you to show that there is an answer to problem. There's an answer to sin. There's an answer to heartache. There's an answer to things uh, that the enemy would want to destroy by. And that answer is simply coming into a relationship, a fellowship with God Almighty. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Do we believe that? If I've overcome the, 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 the spirits in this world, then I need to speak it out. I need to say, I agree with this Bible. When the devil comes into you and he tries to create a, a, a little bit of doubt, well, I, I think I know what's right. I think I know what's wrong. I, I think I'm making the right. No, I know. You, you, if, you don't, if you give the devil an inch, he'll stick his whole foot in the door, and then he'll come in and he'll make him a bed and a pallet, and he'll take over your whole life. No, you've got to stand strong. I've got to stand strong. I'm of God. I know the truth. You're of God. You know the truth. Because God loves us. He's going to correct us. He's going to instruct us. He's going to help us be all that God called us to be. Amen? All right. So that's the two sources that the Holy Ghost laid on my heart that you and I need to be aware of and need to be looking at. Now, let's look at the source of our direction. Because when we see how big Jesus is, when we see how big the Father is, when we see how big uh, the Holy Spirit is, and all of a sudden, the reality of how little the devil is, and all of his workers comes into a, a better uh, parameter of our understanding of our, of our uh, living our lives. So go with me to John 16, and let, let's look at the mouth of Jesus, and look what he says. Uh, a, a, a promise to you and I. So you've got this directive in your life. You've got this source of direction in your life this morning. I've got it in my life because Jesus said, amen? And, and so uh, we're not going to let anything else shake us or move us. We're going to hold on to this word. Uh, verse number 12. Let's set the parameter of where we're at. Jesus said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. So when Jesus is, is speaking this forth, when he's bringing this teaching... The disciples were on that side of the cross. 
They were before the day of Pentecost. You and I were on this side of the cross. We're after the day of Pentecost. And so what he's fixing to teach is for us right now. It's, it's for us to receive. It's for us to live our lives by. And um, verse number 13. He said, how be it when he... Aren't you glad that he's come? Come on, the Holy Ghost has come. He, he, he's here. He, he's in your life. He's in my life. How be it when he, the spirit of truth. So there, there is a spirit of truth that is here to, to dissolve, to, uh, uh, in other words, if you and I will take heed to him, it will swallow up the lies. When he, the spirit of truth has come, he will. Now, remember, we talk about this is a, a, an assurance that you and I have. This is an affirmation from the Word of God that when, when after the day of Pentecost, we have an assurance as, as believers, as children of God, as prodigy of God, that the Holy Ghost is here and that He will uh, guide us into all truth. All truth. Not some, but all. See, there's so many people that, that let the devil say, well... Uh, you can know some things, but some things you can't. No, the secret thing belonged to the Lord, but it's your and I responsibility. It's it's the things of kings to search those things out. It, it's the rich things of God. God hasn't got anything hid from us, as the as the old saying goes. He's got those things hidden for us, and, and He wants us to have them. And, and so, I want you to imagine here. He said that the Holy Ghost would guide us into all truth. And this word guide, it, it, it literally means to guide, but it means to conduct like a music conductor. And so we've all watched, uh, in, even if we were in school, I remember the choir teacher, uh, for some dumb reason they put me in choir. I tried every way in the world to get out. I ended up getting kicked out, but that's another story for another time. But, uh, you know, they, they would do all this stuff here, and I'm looking at it. That doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, but you know how a conductor does. But the Holy Ghost means something to me. I don't understand the finger of man, but by the Spirit of God, I understand the finger of the living God. I understand what He's writing on the table of my heart. I understand when He's pointing to right, when He's pointing to victory, when He's pointing to deliverance, when He's pointing to health, and all of those things. I understand those things, amen, because I know Him, because He has introduced Himself to me by His Son, amen. I've seen Jesus, and if I've seen Jesus, I've seen the Father. This is my confidence. This is my hope. And so Jesus made me a promise here. He he said that when the Holy Spirit's come and He's here, He's here, He's in you, He's in me, He's in the believer, that He would guide us, He would conduct before our lives where I can walk in harmony with God the Father, God the Holy Ghost, God the Son. Amen. I can do that. I can be in perfect beat with what God's wanting to do on the face of the earth. So devil, you are a liar. You are defeated. I hear my Father's voice. I walk in the shepherd's way. Amen. That's what we've got to say. That's what but we've got to believe. And we've got to know that when we make a decision, when we made it by the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, it's going to work. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, it's going to work. Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He shall not speak of Himself. But whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak. Notice this. And He will show you things to come. Now notice this. Three times He tells us, he will show us. Look at verse 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. 
All things of the Father are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and he shall show it unto you. This word show it unto you and I is, is a, a Greek word that meant, means that he's going to announce in detail. In detail. And then after he makes the announcement, he's going to rehearse it before our very eyes. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm having to put something together, you know, like it's like you, you, you've got a project, you're trying to do something, I can read those instructions all day long, and it doesn't mean much to me. But if I look at the pictures, I can put it together. This is what the Holy Spirit does according to what you need, according to what I need. He knows us intimately. He'll work with you differently than He does with me, but He'll work with us according to how He knows us. So with me, He'll give me pictures. He'll show me. He'll rehearse before my very eyes what I need to know to be a success. Come on. You and I are not going to be deceived. We're going to stand up for Jesus Christ in these last days. We're going to wax bolder and bolder in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to give people an opportunity to hear about God's grace. To receive the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God, uh, Paul wrote to the church at Rome, that leads people to repentance. Come on, we've got... Uh, this down in the mouth doom and gloom ain't going to get it done. We've got to tell how good God is, amen, and lead them in that direction. All right. So we've, we, we, we've got a source here. We've got a source. Turn over to the 14th chapter. Now, once again, you know this verse, but let's read it. John 14, 6, out of the mouth of Jesus. You know, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So, Jesus is that source, and now the Holy Spirit is the one that takes the things of Jesus, that Jesus has took from the Father, and reveals to us. And so, you and I are in a place and a position that... Uh, we can understand why Jesus said uh, in in the in the prayer, "Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven." Because Jesus is wanting us to bring the will of the Father to earth. He, he's wanting us to 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 reveal those things. And so, you and I, our source of direction is is is. More solid. It, it is the solid foundation. It's the it's the rock of the word. It's the truth. It Jesus has it for us. Now drop down and look what he said in verse uh, fifteen. He said, "If you love me, how many people love Jesus? Come on, we love him." Okay, he said simply, "Keep my commandments." In other words, do what you know to do. Right? Uh, all of us are growing. We're all. Uh, uh, at different places, but we're growing and we, we, we stay in that level of growth, that maturity. It'll all work. And look what he says. He said, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. This word another. He said, I'm going to give you somebody just like me. So your source is the same source that the, that the 12 had. Your source is the same source that the 70 had. And, and so we, we, we've got to see that. I'll give you another comforter that he may abide with you when you have doodads on your shoulders. Forever. Forever. Doesn't matter what it feels like. I, I, don't get me wrong. I love to feel the doodads. I, I love to feel the anointing. But it doesn't matter if I feel the anointing or not. 
the anointing abides within the believer, 1 John 2, 22, 27, forever. You have that unction. It's there. It's there. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth Him not. You and I were able to see the Holy Spirit. Isn't that something? I, I, I couldn't sleep last night and I was up and I was praying about uh, a, a lot of situations and a lot of people. And as I was, as I was praying, uh, I, the, the Holy Spirit was inspiring that prayer and coming up. And out of the corner of my eye, I could see the, the, the darkness of this hindering spirit. I, I, I could see, as I was praying for different people, I could see what this, how this spirit was trying to work in their life. And I would look over there and turn my head and then I couldn't see it. But out of the corner of my spiritual eyes, I could, I could see that. There was nothing there in the natural, but it was there in, in the spirit. And God, he shows us those things where what? We, we have power. In the name of Jesus, we can bind that lying spirit, that spirit of confusion and deception, because he's leading us into all truth. Now, notice what he said. Uh, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but you know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you he's in you forever he's there and so you just have to believe that you have to trust that you have to take the word above feelings above past experiences and look what he promises us he said I will not leave you comfortless that's your God. That's my God. But because He is the God of all comfort. But this word comfortless means I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. Jesus went away, but He sent the Holy Ghost, which is just like Him, to be with us. We are not orphans. We don't have to fend for ourselves. Woo! That makes me want to shout. Come on. He's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of me. Speaking of that, turn to John chapter 10. Just stay with me just a little bit here. John chapter 10. Why is he going to take care of you? Uh, look at uh, verse 27. John 10, 27. Jesus said, My sheep... How many sheep of the Lord have we got? Come on. My sheep hear my voice. How? By this Spirit of truth. By this Holy Ghost. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, I want you to be so encouraged this morning. Uh, he didn't say, I know the church. I know the denomination. He said, my sheep, I know them. He knows your heart. He knows your hurt. He knows how the devil has tried to harm you. But he knows what you can do in him, by him. He knows what was destined for you from the foundation of the world. Amen? Come on. He knows you. And so he's going to call you according to his perfect timing. And he's going to lead you. Look what it says. Verse 28. And I give unto them eternal life. You and I, we need to be living uh, out of the reality that we're going to live forever. Don't. Don't get caught up in, in, in this world that, that uh, life is so short. Thank God this life is so short. Because we, we're here to do what God would have us to do. And then we're going to live forever with Him. But we're going to take people with us. Amen? Now look what He says. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So there's many deceptions in this world, many deceivers, mankind, 
uh, spirits. But Jesus promised you and I that if we will just hear his voice and follow him, nobody's going to take you out of his hand. Amen. You know how many people I talk to, they say, well, I just want to make it. I, I, I want to make sure I make it. Well, I can't make sure of anything. i got to depend upon what Jesus done. Amen. My confidence is not what I can do because I don't know about you. I mess up. But Jesus never messes up. So my confidence is in the finished work of the cross. My confidence is in that he's going to help me. I'm changing. I'm being pruned and purged. Look what he said. My father which gave them me is greater than all. He's greater than every lying person, every lying spirit. Amen. The Father is greater. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And then he gives us this confidence. I and my Father are one. Ooh. Aren't you excited this morning that, that you're, because of Jesus, by His Spirit, you're in Jesus, but you're in the Father, and you're in that place where you can hear His voice. So your source of direction this morning is greater, stronger, more pure, eternal, greater than the source of deception. Amen? But when you come into this, there's going to be a conflict. There's going to be... So uh, turn with me in closing over to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Just as it was in the beginning, is it going to be in the end? Come on, that's what Isaiah said. Isaiah 46, 8 through 10. God said, I'm going to declare the end from the beginning. So you and I, we can learn. We can see what happened in the garden. And it will give us guidance and direction. We can see what happened in the founding of the church. And what's going to happen at the end of the church age. 2 Corinthians 11, 1. Would to God that you could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. In other words, Paul here, he said, I'm a little embarrassed that I'm having to stand up and, and uh, point direction to me just for a second. He said, I want you to know that, that who I am because of Jesus. I want you to know of my apostleship and all of these things. He said, but I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. You and I, we are the bride of Christ. Amen? And, and we've got to make sure that we, as Paul also wrote there in Second Thessalonians, that we don't let anything cause us to fall away. Because that man of sin is going to take a whole group of people away. Now notice what he says. But I fear, verse 3, lest by any means... Now, this word, by any means, it's where we get our English word energy. Uh, and, and, and it means that all of the energy of the deception of the serpent, of Satan, of Lucifer, of the devil, it, it, all the force that is within him of evil is how he's going to come against God's people, God's children, okay? And, and so, that, Paul is saying that... We need to know our enemy, and that will help us. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve. Now, this word beguiled is expatio in the Greek, and it means to wholly seduce. To wholly seduce spirit, soul, and body. Um, and you can look at that, and you can read, if you'll read Genesis 3, and then see what happens in Genesis 4, you can understand that. Uh, so... The devil is going to come against you. How did he, he gave a false word, a false seed to Eve to bring her to the place of deception. And uh, 
she was deceived, Adam freely transgressed. He just, he went into that. So we need to be in the place that we recognize what's being said here. But I fear lest by any means as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, his trickery, so that your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity, the singleness that is in Christ. So you're going to, when, when you make a, a commitment to follow uh, Jesus Christ, know that the devil is going to come against you. Because you're a child of God now. And because the devil hates God, he wants to hurt God. And how is he going to hurt God? Through you. How can somebody get to you? Touch your child. Come on, touch your grandchild. They're going to get to you quick. Amen? And so that's what the devil's trying to do here. He, he honestly believes. The Bible says... In the book of Revelation, after a thousand years where the devil's bound and, and, and people are taught for a thousand years and then the devil's loosed, that as the sands of the sea, they're going to follow the devil. Why are they going to do it? Because the devil thinks he can actually break God's heart and keep God from bringing judgment. He, th- he actually thinks because God is such a God of love that, he can, that God won't go ahead and fulfill his word. Well, he doesn't know God. Because God's going to fulfill His Word. It will not fail. Amen. So this morning, you and I got to be in a place where we say, I'm going to be in a confliction. I'm going to... uh, See, Adam and Eve, they had the Word in the garden. And while they had the Word of God, they were clothed in the glory of God. And, And they had the work of the Lord. You and I, we don't need to be talking to the devil. Be busy in the work of the Lord. Don't let the words of the serpent cause you to be beguiled. Don't let him get you off track. Do what God called you to do. The only time I ever get in trouble is when I get idle. I know it's a we, we, we it's an earthly saying, but we liken it out of the Bible. But idle hands are the devil's playhouse. You and I, we've got to be busy about what God's called us to do. We've only got so much time, and we need to be busy about that. If Adam and Eve, if they'd been doing what they were supposed to have been doing, come on. All right, so there's a confliction here. In other words, what am I saying? I'm saying that that they had the word, they had the promise, but then they had to make a stand. Now, here's where we're at in the church. Now, I'm just going to hit just a high place. I'm not going to hold you. And I want you to go home and pray about it and study it. This is the prophetic season that we're in. And you need to see what God would say to you to prepare you for what's coming. You and I, we, we, we have, a, have the word from the Lord. We have something to do. But when you and I start doing what God would have us to do, then the devil is going to do everything he can to destroy the work that God's called you to do. And how can he destroy the work? By destroying you, me. So in closing, go to 1 Kings chapter 13. And of course, we don't have time to look at this because um, it's like, what is it? 34 verses. But I, I, I want you to meditate on it and I want you to see the season because this is the season of where we're at. In this 13th chapter of 1 Kings, God started raising up truth. Well, now, when you and I, when we look and we see how sin is abounding, the Apostle Paul told us that God's grace would abound even. So, right now, God's getting ready to raise up some truth in this dark age before the coming of the Lord. And so, uh, we've got to be mindful of what He wants us to do. Now, if you notice that it talks about the man of God, 
man, woman, boy, or girl, but the man of God uh, 13 times in these 34 verses. In other words, uh, right here, God has raised up somebody to stand against a false church. Jeroboam, he created a false religion. He, he said, listen, you don't have to go all the way down, down to the temple and make that trip to worship God. Just stay here. You don't have to go all the way to that church. Go to the one that's closest to you. Go to the one that's convenient. Go to the one that doesn't challenge you. But God raised up truth and He sent this prophet to Jeroboam. Verse number one. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel, Bethel's house of God. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. Now, Jeroboam, he's king. He's not priest. He's in an illicit place. Come on now. And he cried against the altar uh, in the word of of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, Behold, a child shall be born in the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee shall he offer the priest of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. In other words, he, he, God judged this situation. And, and what we're at right now, we're under divine discipline. Okay? I believe it with all my heart. We're under divine discipline. But if we don't start taking heed to some things of God, we're going to come under the complete judgment of God. And, and, and not you and I, Christ took the wrath for us, but I'm talking about the, the nation as a whole. And, and so we've got to make sure that we stand strong. So God pronounced this judgment. It took 300, and I added it up the best I could count this forward. Uh, go to Second Kings 23. And it took 351 years. But God's word come to pass. God's word's going to always come to pass. So he judged that. Alright. So this man done what uh, God told him to do. And uh, Jeroboam come against him. Look, look what it says in uh, verse 4. And it came to pass when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, which had cried against the altar in Bethel in the house of God, that he put forth his hand from the altar and saying, Lay hold on him. And his hand, which he put forth against him, dried up so that he could not pull it in again to him. So uh, he's trying to say that, that he has the power. God shows him who's got the power. Yeah. So he puts his hand against the prophet, which is putting his hand against God's word, God's way, God's will. And all of a sudden, the hand can't move. And, and so judgment has been pronounced. Now, we know the story. Uh, he asked the prophet to, 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 to ask the Lord his God, the prophet's God, to heal him. And so the, the prophet did. And, and he, he asked the prophet, he said, he said, come to my house and I'm going to refresh you and reward you. Well, see, there's no refreshing and no rewarding from the devil's house. And, but he, the, the prophet told him, he said, no, I can't do that. God told me not to eat here, not to drink here. He, he told me not to have any communion here. He told me to even leave a different way. And so that's what he did. So he stood against the king and, and he walked out. Well, he, he, 
so many times you and I, we do what God would have us to do. And the devil comes and he attacks us. And, and we know what God said and we make that stand. And if we're not careful then, when we make that initial stand, we think everything's okay. We, we think we've got it whipped. But that's not the case. Remember, there are sources of confliction. And so the, he's fixing to be conflicted. So... Uh, Drop down, and like I said, you'll have to meditate on this because we don't have time. Drop down to uh, uh, verse 12. And, and this here is, is, is the, a prophet of Jeroboam of, of this false church. Uh, and you need to see it. And the father said unto his sons, uh, Which way went he? For his sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his son, Saddle me the ass. So they saddled him the ass, and he rode thereon, and went after the man of God, finding him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, Are thou the man of God which camest from Judah? And he said, I am. Then said he unto him, Come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee, neither will I eat bread, nor drink water with thee in this place. You and I, we've got to know who we're communing with. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, Thou shalt eat no bread, nor drink no water there, nor turn again to go by the way which thou camest. Now notice what, what the, 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 this false prophet does. Verse 18. And he said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. Remember Jesus said, Take heed no man deceive thee, for many shall come in my name. I'm a Christian just like you are. Come on, I've got a ministry. Deception is coming on the earth in a way that we've never seen before. See, we think we're under deception now, but the deception was so strong in the time of Noah. The deception was so strong in the time of Lot. We haven't experienced that yet, but it's coming. It's coming. And you and I have got to be in the place and the position that we know who we know, we know what we know, and we know by the power of the Spirit of God. Amen? Yes. I'm a prophet also as thou art, and an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord. Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him. But he lied to to him. Sister Victoria, put Galatians 1 8 and 9, uh, 1 8 first up. Paul warned us to the church at Galatia. He said, But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you that we have, that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Verse 9. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel in you that you, uh, unto you than you have received, let him be accursed, accursed. See, this man heard from God. He was destined to do great things. He went and he stood against this false church, against this false organization. He made this great stand. And even when the king said, said I'm gonna, I want to refresh you and reward you, and he, he told him, he said, hey, even if you give me half of your house, See, the deception that comes full face 
we see it for what it is. But when the devil, who is the most subtle beast of the field, the serpent comes in by the side, that's when you and I have got to be cautious. We've got to be on guard. So he come to him in a, a way that he didn't suspect. And he, and he come to him and, and he lied to him. He went back to the man's house. And he, he has dinner with him. And he ends up losing his life. Because it says that after he left the man's house, the judgment of God fell. And while he was in the way, a lion come and killed him. But the lion took and picked him up and threw him in the way, in the road. Then stood beside the mule and the body. Did not eat the body, did not eat the mule. Divine judgment. What did Peter say, 1 Peter 5, 8? Satan is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Whom he may devour. He can't devour me. Come on, say it. He can't devour me because I'm going to listen to Jesus. Amen? By the Holy Ghost. So, why did this prophet do this? Because, the, the, remember what the judgment was? I'm going to take, God said, I'm going to take all the bones of the priest that have done these fast things, these false things, and I'm going to, I'm going to cause them to be burnt and, and, and to be cast out in judgment and disgrace. And so, the, this old prophet, he buried this young prophet in his tomb. Side by side, they were going to, he told his children, he said, when I die now, you bury me right beside the prophet. Because then when you read in 2 Kings, they come and they say, oh, let's don't pull this young prophet's bones out of here and let's don't touch the other man's. Let's let them rest. See, he was trying to get in another way. He was trying to keep avoid the judgment of God, but he wasn't doing it through the goodness of God, through the grace of God. He was trying to make his own way. There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is death. So many people this morning, they're trying to say, well, I, I've got people that I've loved and I've tried to talk to them. They say, well, I'm a good person. I, 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 I've bought people groceries. I've bought people clothes. Praise God. Thank God for that. But you don't know Jesus. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about this person I'm talking with. They think those works save them. No, works don't save you. Works are a product of salvation. Amen? But salvation is in the name of Jesus, in a relationship, in a relationship alone. So in closing, I want you to, to know that, that, it, that it's in human nature... For us to try to figure things out and try to get our own way. I'll close with this humorous illustration in one point. In one way, it's very sad. There was this lady school teacher. She'd worked for 30 years. Uh, she, she, had, she had never married. And so she, she lived by herself. And, and she loved her work. And, and she lived for teaching kids. But uh, she lived very humbly. She lived in a... In an apartment all of her life, so she saved check after check after check, and she built up quite a little nest egg. And so, somewhere along the way, uh, the Lord started dealing with her about doing some things with 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 this with this money. And uh, uh, as He was dealing with her about that, she she was also thinking about some things that she would like to do. And somewhere along the way, there was an offer that was presented to her that seemed too good to be true. 
And so down on the inside of her, there was a, 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 an urgency to make a quick decision. How many times do you know the devil wants you and I to make a quick decision? So she made a quick decision. And when that decision was made, when all said was done, 30 years, 30 years of hard work and, and, and uh, this nest egg just disappeared. She went to uh, the authorities about this and, and, and they said, why didn't you check with the Better Business Bureau? Why didn't you uh, come and check with different authorities before you made this decision? And she said, well, to be all honest, I was afraid you would tell me not to do it. Yeah. Said so we want certain things. We want to do certain things in ourselves. And unless we're listening to that Holy Spirit, unless we're following Him, we'll make decisions that can wipe out a whole lifetime of what God has called us to do and be. Jesus said for us to lay our treasures up in heaven where thief and moth and rust, all those things can't get to it. Amen? She lost everything. Jesus said that there's going to be a group of people they're going to be saved, but they're going to be standing before Him. If you read Revelation 19, that they're going to be naked, wretched and miserable. We've got to be cautious. What are you doing with your life? What am I doing with my life? Know that the devil is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? We're not going to dive in deception. We're going to what? We're going to dive into the truth. We're going to be led. We're going to take truth. We're going to leave lives of the enemy in Jesus' name. Father, right now, we thank you, we worship you, we honor you. We thank you that you are anointing us to be truth tellers. You're anointing us to be able to stand strong in you and to be able to, to share your goodness, your grace, your mercy like never before. We thank you for this day. We thank you for every opportunity that you have given to us to be all that you would call us to be. Praise you for it. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, would you just... Quicken us if there's any area in our life that maybe that we're flirting with the enemy or maybe we're being uh, just kind of manipulated, kind of tricked in some way, kind of drawed in some way to something that would be an untruth, something that would be uh, a hindrance to your will, your plan. Would you quicken us right now this morning? We, we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that you may exalt us. And at the same time, would you just... Show us who you've called us to be. Show us every lie, every religious system that is working against you at this moment of time that you would have us to help bring people truth, to be able to cause them to be just reared up in your goodness and your grace. We ask these things boldly, faithfully, confidently in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. Would you come this morning and make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. I, I, I want you just to examine me. The Bible says for us to examine ourselves, but you and I, we need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us to examine ourselves. Would you come and just let Him touch you? Let Him just show you what He has for you? Let light shine in every dark area. Let hope just push out hopelessness. Let confidence in who Jesus is in and for you, let it just 
take hold of your life this morning. Would you come? Make yourself an altar. We're here to pray with you. God loves you so much, and I'm so proud and so thankful to be part of the body of Christ with you. It's such a blessing. We need each other, and we want to be here for one another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.